What's up, everybody? This is Jeremy, and you're listening to the Negotiating for Life podcast, where we help you level up in your health, your wealth, your relationships, pretty much all things life. Today, we're going to talk about negotiating pain and disappointment. You guys, I want to talk to you about pain. It, it, we're, we've experienced it so many ways like, oh man, do we need any more? I, this is not going to be a sad thing. I'm actually excited about this because I think that pain, which is inevitable, it can actually be a positive. How in the world can you turn your disappointment, your unmet expectation, the things that are painful in your life, how can you turn them into positives? And I want you to know I'm not one of those guys that actually says, hey, just move on, just strap it on and let's go, you know, pull up your bootstraps, let's roll. I am not that person. As a matter of fact, if you're going through a major pain right now in your life, I want to encourage you actually don't don't be the person who right away looks for purpose in it. I learned um, too late in life that yes, every pain can be utilized for good. I believe that all things can work out for good. That does not mean that all things are good. That doesn't mean that just because something can be used for good, that suddenly it's supposed to be good, that that's the purpose in it. When I was young, I was diagnosed with, a, with an illness and there was nothing good about that illness. There was nothing good about it. My son had his heart broken in sixth grade. It was not good. It was not good. Last year in 2019, my business went backwards literally by 30 plus percent. That was not good. There was nothing good that I liked about that. However, all of those instances, all of those things have been in some way in my life or in the life of my son or in our business, they've all been used for good. So I want to encourage you, if you are facing pain right now, if you are facing disappointment, number one, don't just brush over it. You got to feel the feel. I give you permission today to feel the disappointment, to feel the pain. One of the things when someone were to, if someone were talking to me and they tell me this actually just happened today, someone said, well, this happened and this happened and this happened, but I'm good. So let's work on. And I, and I just had to pause. We just have to pause. And I want to give you permission to take a breath and pause. The Bible talks about being still, being still. And yes, knowing that God is good, your situation may not be good, but it's okay to take a breath and just be still. And to take it all in and go, I am hurting. I am disappointed. Bad things have happened. Things did not turn out the way I wanted them to turn out. You got to feel the feel. If you don't feel the feeling, you'll continue to battle that feeling. So I'm all about it. You got to feel it. And at the same time, I want you to know that even though they are not good, disappointing moments, failures, and pain Where I get excited is they can be used for good. They can be used for good. I am talking to you today because of something that happened to me at 16 years old and it changed the trajectory of my life forever. That is for good. A bad thing happened and it has been used for good and it's reached thousands of people for good. But at first I had to acknowledge that it was not good. I had to acknowledge that it just was not good. So how do we take the not good thing and see it be used for good? What kind of stance can we have that says, I may be down, but I'm not defeated, right? That's the thing. It's okay to feel down, but recognize you're not defeated. So how do we do that in our life? How do we do that in our business? How do we do that in relationships? How do we negotiate painful moments, the pains of life? 
failure in life. How do we negotiate that? I'm going to give you three things. These three things, you guys, these are so good. And I want to encourage you because I, I talk about this a lot on, on my Instagram feed and, and we, we, we are going to, we, we talk about this stuff a lot. If you're not already following me, can we connect on Instagram? I like having this conversation with you, but I would much rather have it two and forth between the two of us. I would like to have a real conversation with you. Can you go over and find me at Jeremy Nix? That's it. It's that simple. At Jeremy Nix, find me. I want to connect with you and let's have a real conversation. That's my ultimate goal for today is that you and I just connect. And so as I'm speaking to you right now, open up your, your phone. I won't say your iPhone, even though, come on, you should be using an iPhone. Just kidding. Uh, open up your phone and go over and just go to Instagram, type in Jeremy Nix and let's connect. I really want to do that today. But as we're going, here's where, this is where you can have massive change and transformation in your life today as you're negotiating pain, as you are going through disappointment or failure. You maybe, maybe you failed big time. This is why I'm not scared to take risks. This is why I'm all about like leaving one job to go to another job. This is why I'm all about starting the next group, starting the next challenge, starting the next whatever. Getting ready here in the future. I'm, I'm excited about it. We're going to launch a summit. I'm so pumped for this summit. You guys are going to love it. It's coming. I'm not telling you everything yet, but I'm excited. And it's why I'm not scared to do it. It's why I'm like, well, I, not that I'm not scared. It's why I'm willing to do it afraid. Because even if I were to fail, good will come from it. Even if there's pain in the process, good will come from it. And so here's what you need to know about your pains, your disappointments, and your failures. Three things that will help you Turn the not good to be used for good. Number one, this is really important. When you experience disappointment, pain, or failure, when you do this, when you experience it, I want you to embrace creativity and reject the idea of quitting. Did you hear that? You need to embrace creativity. You're like, what does that have to do with it? I believe the tough things in life, the pains of life, give us an opportunity for creativeness to be creative. I believe they really do. They give us this opportunity to see things from a new perspective because pain has this way of jarring us and we can begin to see things from a new perspective. I remember when my youngest son was playing football and he, he still plays football, but he was playing football and he was up against a really big dude and he got hit really hard in the end zone. And he said to us when he was looking up, he said, everything just looked green. And as we talked about that, first of all, made sure he was safe and that he wasn't injured, but talked about that, like, well, what do you learn from that? And how do you, like, what can you do differently? Like, so you don't see green again. And we joke around to say, because pain changes the way you see things. Pain gives you an opportunity to be creative. And so I believe if you can embrace creativity and reject the idea of quitting, that a, a discouragement or a frustration is not an opportunity to quit, but it's an opportunity to get creative you will be able to create solutions for yourself and for others out of the midst of your pain. I heard this story. I love this story of this farmer. He was a chicken farmer and they had this big plot of land. And the problem with where he was a chicken farmer was, and his land in particular, was that every season when the rains would come, which most farmers like, the rains would come, it would flood his land. And he had to figure out ways to get all of his chickens moved out and up to higher ground so that he could save their lives. 
and he was frustrated and he was so disappointed. He just wanted to be a chicken farmer. That's all he he loved the idea of being a chicken farmer, but he could not stop these chickens from drowning. And he got so frustrated, but he wasn't willing to give up his farm. And he was just stomping around. And finally, his wife said, what is the problem? And he said, every year, I can't figure this out. Every year, we lose more and more chickens because I can't get them all to higher ground. It's limiting us. We can't bring in more chickens because we're going to lose chickens if I, don't, if I can't carry them all to higher ground. The floods are killing the chickens, but I really want to be a farmer. And she looked at him so annoyed and at the same time, so wanting to help him. And she looked at him. She said, I have an idea. He goes, well, what? She said, buy ducks. I want you to take for a moment and take that in, buy ducks. Because ducks love the flooding season. So you want to be a farmer? Be a duck farmer. The point is, get creative. Embrace creativity. When you fail, just embrace that creativity that says, this isn't a failure. This is a this isn't a chance to learn something different, to do something different. This isn't I'm not I'm not up against a wall. I've just come up against something that I need to learn to break through or go around or go over. Some of them I have on this on this podcast, I helped them do a a, a summit recently and I will tell you she faced major disappointment. And I'm not going to give it all away, but she faced major disappointment because circumstances changed and something that she did every year for women was this, she did a conference every year for women, but she couldn't do it because of the the changes um, due to COVID-19. It gave her an opportunity to get creative. And do you know what that creativity did? She took her conference online and not only did she take it online, but she opened it up to people that could have never come from a physical conference, they wouldn't be able to get there. It cost them too much money. They just couldn't do it. So she was able to go globally instead of locally, which then led to almost double the number of women. It opened up the door for her to have a really awesome speaker that she'd always dreamed of having. And then it led to her opening up a special group for women, which she filled that she had never done because she got creative. She made the pivot. And we're going to talk about pivots in a future podcast. I'm really excited about that. Number two, If you really want to get through disappointment and turn it into encouragement, you have to adopt a learner's mindset. Now, I already said creativity. I mean this. I mean, there's going to be moments that you thought you were creative and it just flopped. And I have watched so many people experience the pain of failure and then just throw their sucker in the sand and be like, I quit. They give up on themselves. They quit on their dream because They thought they were being innovative. They thought they were being creative and their first solution, their second solution, their third solution didn't work. And so they just quit. But what I have learned, and I love, I love the way that Marion Wright Edelman, she's the founder of the Children's Defense Fund. She's received all kinds of distinguished awards, including the Presidential Medal of Freedom. Here's what she says. She says, as it relates to failure, that failure is just another way of learning to do something. It's just another way of learning to do something. It's part of the process. John Maxwell says that facing difficulties is inevitable. Learning from them is what's optional. Facing difficulties, it's going to happen. Whether you choose to learn from those difficulties or not, that's the option. That's the option. What can be learned from failure? What can be learned from disappointment? How can I learn from this? 
how can I grow through this? One of the things that I really like to ask myself after every circumstance, but really after a bad one, after a bad experience, I have to ask this question. I say, well, it's really three questions you have to ask yourself. What worked? What did work well? What worked well? I told you in 2019 that my business lost over 30%. We've made all that up because we've asked these kind of questions. What worked well? In every failure, there's something good. Something good happened. Even if that something good is, I figured out one way that really does not work. There's always something good. So what worked? What didn't work? What didn't work? Be honest. Write it down. What didn't work? What is frustrating about this? What is disappointing about this? What did I love about this? What was hard? What was easy? What was awesome? What sucked? And then the third question you have to ask yourself is, what could you try next time? What could you try next time? What worked? What didn't work? What's next? If you can adopt those kind of questions and have a learner's mindset, here's what you're going to discover. That a bend in the road is not the end of the road unless you fail to make a turn. I want you to hear me say that again. I heard this from somebody and I love it. A bend in the road is not the end of the road unless you fail to make a turn. And when you have a learner's mindset, you can negotiate the turns. You can negotiate failure because you just adjust. You just adjust. You make changes to get you where you want to go. You guys need to understand something. Failures are not the end of the road. They're just a bend in your road. So make the turn. Learn. Determined to learn. Last year, when we lost that, we had to ask questions of ourselves. What did we do wrong? What could we do better? What did we do really well? What could we do better? What could we do different? Adapting to a learner's mindset. So number one, you got to embrace creativity. Number two, you have to adapt a learner's mindset. And number three, you have to take personal responsibility for your success. Oftentimes pain, here's what it really leads you to wanting to do. You start to say things like, well, if they would have just, whoever they is, or if I just had this, then it would have been better. Or I'm just not enough. I am just not talented enough. I'm not wealthy enough. I don't have enough influence. I don't have enough good ideas. I don't have enough support. Everyone else gets whatever, but I just don't get whatever. That's what oftentimes pain leads to this victim's mindset. One of the choices that you can determine to have in your life is that life is happening for you, not to you. To avoid that victim's mentality, you start to look at life and say, I'm responsible for my life. And these things that are happening in my life, they're happening for me. They're not happening to me. They're happening for me to grow, for me to learn, for me to get creative. They're happening for me to prove that I believe in something so much that I will not, I will not stop. Whenever something gets in the way of my success, that something is an opportunity for growth in my life. It's an opportunity, even disagreements with me and my wife, pain in our marriage. Although they are bad, they can be used for good when I determine that this is not happening to me. This is happening for me to grow as a person, for me to grow as a husband, for her to grow as a wife, for her to grow as a woman, for us to grow in our marriage. These are opportunities for us to grow because life does not happen to us. It happens for us. So many of us ask, why me? That's that victim's mindset. Why me? The way you say it. 
You could say, why me? Why me? Why is this happening to me? There's got to be something in it for me. But if you're not careful, why me moments, there really is a short trip to from why me to woe is me. It's a really short trip from why me to woe is me. In 1914, Thomas Edison, by the way, I love Thomas Edison. This dude, nothing stopped him. He's got some of the greatest sayings of all time. If you just go look up quotes by Thomas Edison, I'm telling you, they're the most amazing sayings. But in 1914, he had an explosion at at his plant that cost him about $23 million in in today's money. He lost tons of buildings at his plant. And here's what happened. As the flames were engulfing all of these buildings, he grabbed his son And you're like, and he ran. No, no, no. He had a smile on his face. He grabbed his son. He said, go get your mom and your friends because they're never going to see a fire like this again. And he smiled. Thomas Edison was determined to not let anything stop him from doing what he did. And here's what he did. He created inventions that changed the way that we experience life. After the fire, he said, although I'm 67 years old, I'll start all this over again tomorrow. You hear that? That's determination. That's responsibility. Although I'm 67 years old, I'll start all of this again tomorrow. By the end of that year, he had generated another $10 million in revenue. And although he had every right to, he didn't terminate one employee. He kept every employee, even though he'd lost almost half his buildings, generated over $10 million. Even though he lost 23, he generated 10 million more before the end of the year and never fired one employee. That is, that's determination. And here's what he said in his words. He said, to do great things, we need to be able to endure tragedy and setbacks. We've got to love what we do and it all, and all that it entails, good and bad. We have to learn to find joy in every single thing that happens. Find the good. I want you to hear those words again. To do great things, we need to be able to endure tragedy and setbacks. We've got to love what we do and all that it entails, good and bad. We have to learn to find the joy in every single thing that happens. Not everything will be good, you guys. But good can come from everything. I'm going to close this episode and I want you to hear this. As you're thinking about how can, how can you take personal responsibility for your success, How can you adopt that learner's mindset that says, I'm going to learn from every failure and disappointment? How can you embrace creativity that says, even though you may be facing a very difficult circumstance, you're going to get innovative and creative and find a solution. As you're thinking about those three things, I want you to hear what Virginia Sater said. She put it this way. She said, life is not the way it's supposed to be. It is the way it is. It's the way you cope with it that makes the difference. Think about that, and I'll say it one time, and we're going to end this episode. Life is not the way it's supposed to be. It's the way it is. The way you cope with life is what makes the difference. I hope this helped you today. I hope you'll go out and face those failures, those disappointments, those rejections, and you'll look at each of them as, yes, they are bad, and you'll feel the bad, but then you'll look at them as an opportunity for good to happen. We'll talk to you guys next time. Hey guys, I hope you enjoyed today's podcast episode. If you did, do me a favor, share it, like it, leave a review because I want more people just like you to be listening on the podcast.